0: Amen. Amen. If you'll bow to me one more time. Father, it's time, Lord, to bring the message. And, Lord, I do pray, as always, that it would be less of me and more of you. And that it would be your message. Have it resonate as it needs to. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're about to embark on a journey. Now, it's not just a journey. It's, it's not just, you know, we're going to travel from, from here to Athens. We're going to go on the journey. This is the the most important journey that we're ever going to go on, Jesus gave us the great commandment, right to love to love God and love others that's right to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves, but he also gave us the great commission, and that's up here, so it's out of matthew chapter twenty eight Verses 16 through 20 Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee in the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. See, discipleship is a journey into the heart of God's love. It's a journey into the heart of God's love. If we ever hope to be able to live out this idea of loving God and loving others, then we need to embrace what it means to become a follower of Jesus. We've talked about that in the past, but we really want to focus on that. And to this end, we are beginning the journey. Now, some of you have seen the email earlier this week uh, it's printed up, and, and on the, if you didn't get the email, there's a printed version of it back here. Um, this is going to be a journey into what it means to be a mathetes, right? We wanna be a, You want to be a mathetes? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's like, okay, hang on, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know if I want to be one of them or not. That doesn't sound good. Uh, mathetes is, is a learner. It's a pupil. It's a student. Uh, it's, most tra- it's a Greek word that is translated in the Bible as disciple. So you want to be a methetes? Yes. yes. We want, that's what we want to do. We want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And if discipleship involves being drawn more deeply into the Godhead, that's going to take some time and some commitment on our part. It's not an osmosis kind of thing. It's not one of those things that happens without us putting in some effort. Uh, there was a report given at the 2005 Methodist conference it was called time to talk of god and this comes out of that the term discipleship designates the whole life response of christians to jesus christ the term discipleship designates the whole life response of jesus christ to of christians to jesus christ everything uh, everything a christian does and believes is an aspect of discipleship The goal of discipleship is to grow ever more like Christ in every aspect of life. It's not just a Sunday morning thing. Discipleship is about... Us as followers of Jesus, and it's played out that way. It's about having our character formed in the Holy Spirit of God. It's allowing God's spirit to, to nudge us and to move us into new places to become more like Christ. It involves responding to God on those nudges and those moves. It's living in fellowship with other Christians and having our entire personality, our entire life, our instincts, our thought life, and everything about us be willing to have all things shaped by Jesus. So we need this character of Christ in our life. And those kind of things don't happen just by, by showing up and, 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 and not participating because we've got to. We've got to grab hold of this and move into it. It's why we're doing some of the things that we're doing. Living in Christ as the s- Spirit forms us through Scripture and the influence of fellow Christians. We need to, to grab hold of that and be in Christ. Live in Jesus as the Spirit forms us through the Bible and through the input and, and the, of our fellow Christians. We want to become more like Jesus in our thoughts and our attitudes, our behavior. We want to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. That should come out of being a, a follower of Christ. We want to live and learn kingdom values as we support what God is doing in the world. We want to discern where the Spirit is at work in, the, in our con- contemporary world. Did you know that God is active in the world right now? Did you know that? Isn't that amazing? We spend a lot of time trying to go, Hey, God, I want to go do this. Come here. What if we went, Hey, God is moving over here. Let's go there and align with where God would have us. We are imperfect people seeking and serving the one who is perfect here at Arbor Point. That's the kind of the, the tag and the motto, but what that says is that for us, engaging in our community means are there some imperfect people who, who, who need to know Jesus so that they can join with us, so that they can be here, so that they can seek and serve Jesus alongside of us. And He can do the changing of their heart, the changing of their lives. He'll move in hearts and lives, but we've got a role to play and it's not a sideline sitter and probably the hardest thing what it means to develop this character of christ is that we need to die to self and that's tough did you know that i want what i want when i want it did you know that you probably want what you want when you want it too we have to learn to let go of that, right? We gotta, we, we've got we got to let go of self so that we might live an increasingly spirit-filled life. And we're going to really look closely at this over the next period of time in the journey. We want to live a life that is obedient to the calling that Christ has for each of us. And we can think of discipleship in terms of the individual and should because there's discipleship for each of us. What can we do to be to become people more like Jesus, but it also is communal. What can we do at Arbor Point to become more who Christ would have us as a church to be? And we're going to look at both of those things over the course of the next year. Graham Cray had this to say. Came across this this week. Christian character is formed by the making of consistent choices within a community of faith where there is mutual encouragement to live a distinctively Christian life. It's again, Christian character is formed by the making of consistent choices. We're not perfect, but we make consistent choices within a community of faith. Means we show up here. And let me tell you, I, there's a, a premise out there that you can live this Christian life in isolation. I know the ascetics in the old days, the monks that would go away into the desert, did that. That's not what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to live in community. Christian life is not meant to be lived just outside of that. We're supposed to be together in this journey. So we live within a community of faith where there is mutual encouragement and challenging. I would add that to what Graham said, to live a distinctively Christian life. That's, that's part of our challenge. So what will the journey look like? What is, it, what is this thing that we're calling the journey? Well, I think in terms of a ship. After all, what, are we, what is it that we're in pursuit of? What are we going to be? Disciples. Disciples, and we're going to practice disciple. I still want a big ship up here. <laughs> the disciple ship, right? I I I got a picture of it. I can see it up here. One, you watch, one of these are gonna come in. There's gonna be a big old ship over here. It's gonna say disciple ship on the side of it, because that would be cool. So if any of you want to build the disciple ship, just let me know. Because that would be cool. This is And this is not a small boat. This is a big boat. There's a lot of things that have to be done to this board, boat in order for the ship to sail and sometimes stormy seas. Did you know that life is sometimes stormy? Yes, I did. That's because, and, and so discipleship is going to face have us facing some stormy times, and we've got to be ready for that. There's going to be the need to be prepared for things that we expect, right? Big seas, bad weather, those are things that happen when you're on the ocean. Those are going to happen. But we also have to be ready for opportunities that pop up along the way. We come across a ship that's broke. down and we can go help them and we can assist them. We can be a part of their journey. Uh, this isn't a cruise ship. Sorry, Kim. It's, this, is <laughs> it, it, this is not, you know, we don't get on the ship and, and get to go lounge just by the pool or go watch the shows. This is a working vessel. This is, this is a ship. If, if we don't all do our part, you know what's going to happen? We're going to break down and sink. We don't, <laughs> I don't want to sink. I want to do my part to help this ship get to where it needs to go. We each have a role to play, and we have to be ready for that. That means we have to do some work to get to there. We have the most amazing captain ever, Jesus Christ, the most amazing captain of our ship. He's given us instructions about what it means to be a Christian. He's given us instructions about what the character of a Christian is and what it's not, but it's up to us to be in pursuit of that. And to work with him Kit and I uh, Recently went on a vacation um, our, 20, our, <laughs> our 25 year anniversary Seems like this is The last couple of months Have been anniversary Ours is in December But we already Took our vacation for it um, We went out west And we were on the, at the, In the San Juan Islands And we met a, a Cap- We went on a sunset sail During that vacation Met Captain Arthur And a young net lady Named Morgan um, This is the actual ship We were on um, who it became clear, huh? So was right. Yeah. So is the other one. Sorry. <laughs> um, Morgan was the first mate. She was. She had energy. She. She was. You know. She. she was kind. Of, she was in charge. She. She wasn't very big, but she was. She was in charge of things. Now this boat, and I love this, was a 1939 72 foot gaff rigged schooner. Now I have no idea what any of that means, <laughs> but that is cool. It, it was a cool boat. Hey, look! I was on, even on it. Um, they even let me pull the sail up. <laughs> Wait a minute! They made—I was working. I ain't right. But we noticed something as we left the harbor and we went out into the bay. See, the captain would give orders, and then Morgan, the first mate, would repeat those orders to the crew. And the crew would then repeat those orders back. Morgan was vigilant to what was going on with the crew, actively involved in everything that was going on while the captain was making sure that we were going where we were supposed to go. He, we, he knew where we were going to end up, and he was taking us to that place. And the crew was communicating and just transparent. We even had, Morgan had our two-year-old son was there, and, and he was, he was kind of fun, too. They had this little... There's uh, just off to the side here. This is a, a, a divergence a little bit. But they had a <laughs> this little cannon, and there was another sail, sailboat that was out there, and, and we heard this, you know, and it was this, uh, they said, oh, they're shooting at us. And then so it, they put a shotgun shell in it, and we got to have a, a, a battle with another sailboat out on the San Juan. Uh, and um, her her little boy scared me because he kept going to that trying to put shotgun shells in it. And (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the experience was amazing, though. It was a beautiful sunset. Um, This group was was obviously very close. They were passionate about each other. They were also gracious, relaxed, and intent on us. We were the new guys on the boat. They paid attention to us. They wanted to help us. Um, They... The reason I don't know what all that means isn't because they didn't tell us, because they did. He told told the story about that boat. When they got it, all about that boat. He wanted us to understand what was going on on the boat, where we were going. He told us about wind and and how do you sail against the wind, how do you sail with it. He was willing to give us instruction on everything to do with this boat so that we would have all the information we would need. And the crew was was uh, was was with us and, and showing us things and 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 helping us and then they helped each other as well because they you went know, over they assisted each other throughout this sale. See once we learn what it means to be a crew member, we don't just sit on our laurels, don't just sit on the sidelines; we continue to seek to maintain and grow. One of them had just started on the crew. Um, and and they were about to go down to they, they sailed the boat down to Mexico and they were about to go do that, and I think that she was going to stick with them. One of the guys wasn't; um, he was going to get off the boat at that point. But but they they were with each other throughout this process. They they didn't just they wanted to continue to grow. And how do you sail? How do you do this? How do you become like the captain? How do you know how to do all these things? It's probably first, how do you become like Morgan? How do I become like the first mate? And then how do I figure out the rest of this? The Holy Spirit gives us gifts. Each of you has spiritual gifts that have been given by the Holy Spirit, and they are meant to be used to glorify God. Each of you has gifts. I know I've heard folks say, well, I don't have any. You do. Part of what we're going to do with the shape study is to explore that. We want to grow through study so that we can become better Christians, better crew members. We want to continue to live life and experience this life as a Christian so that we can be able to share that with others. And we never forget that each of us has an important role to play. An important role to play to follow the captain as he guides us. Kit's friend, uh, friend's daughter Sarah, was and um, in, was invited to an open house for a youth rowing team at the Chattahoochee River. It's the only sport that she'd ever really gotten interested in was swimming. And um, for for Sarah, she was small. She was five foot one, ninety five pounds in college, so she was a small girl. Um, Sarah came home from this open house and announced. I loved it. I'm made to do this. And she actually was. It happens that they needed a coxswain for the team. Y'all know what a coxswain is on, on a, on a, on a crew, ship, crew boat? See the one sitting in the back on, up here in the blue jacket that doesn't have an oar? That's a coxswain. And the coxswain needs to be a very small person with the right personality. And the coxswain faces forward, as you can see. And they need to be someone who can think on their feet, and communicate well, give encouragement and guidance, so the ro- see the rowers which way are they facing? The wrong way. <laughs> they, don't say, you know, they don't know what they're looking at the coxswain. they don't get to see where they're going. So if the coxswain is off, the rowers won't know what to do. She's responsible for steering and race plans and the safety of the rowers in the boat. Small and slightly bossy, that apparently is a r- good fit for Sarah. So think about that. Sarah, Five 5'1", 95 pounds in the back of this crew boat. Eight burly guys rowing away in sync with one another. Cadence and communi- is communicated by Sarah. They're doing their part using strength and determination, using their talents and their gifts, but also listening and watching carefully to stay in sync with one another. They know the more carefully they stay together and the harder. That's actually Sarah. And the harder they pull. They'll win the race. Sarah's job is to be their eyes, to steer, to encourage, to motivate. They put their trust in her. She does her. P- they put their faith in her. Sounds familiar? In her, and, and she does her part. Have you ever been in a, kato- a canoe with anybody? Have you ever, you know, Kit and I are terrible at this. So what happens when you're both rowing off the left side? What about, so Kit and I are experts at that. We're really good at rowing in circles. I'm also really good at rowing up to a bank with an alligator on it. (laughs) (laughs) Another story for another time. But to (laughs) balance out, it was sleeping. (laughs) And and head where you want to go, you have to row on opposite sides. In other words, we don't do the same thing all the time, or else we'll just go in a circle. And in the body of Christ, if we all try to be the same and do the same thing, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to go in circles. And Jesus would have us moving into this community, being a force for him in this community. That's how we get where we're supposed to go. Ephesians chapter 3, the plan is that the Gentiles would be co-heirs and parts of the same body and that they would share with the Jews and the promises of God in Christ Jesus through the gospel. See, what, what our role in the church, what we must do in the church is to develop leaders to guide and encourage us as we row towards his mission in the world. He has a mission for us. We also need to lift each other up Continually renew our strength to fulfill this mission that he's given to us, to be that beacon of light in a world that desperately needs it. Did you know there's people out there that need Jesus? Yeah. And, and we got room for them. So invite them to come and be a part of what God's doing in this place. And that's what we want to do with the journey. Let me return to the second half of this passage from, that we started with. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age, interesting thing about this passage, that first part, go and make disciples, baptizing them, you hear about that all the time, right, you know, we're going to go, we're go, we're meant to go, and we are, that's very true, we we'll want go to, go and make disciples of all people in, in, throughout the world. You know what doesn't get talked about as much? Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. See, the journey is about learning those things. What are these things that Jesus has taught us to obey and be who he has called us to be? The great news about it is that he's with us to the end of the age. So next week, we will begin a four-week series. It's The Journey, Always Be Prepared. And it's based on 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, which is always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks to give you the reason for the hope that you have. Following that will be an eight-week series on You Have Heard It Said, which is from the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. That's, gonna, that's the, the beginning of this journey that we're talking about. In four in four weeks, we're, you know, always be prepared is about telling your story, and uh, my my hope is that we'll have so many folks who want to tell their story in service in uh, on the fourth week that that will be the morning. It'll be a morning of testimony that folks will stand up and, and spend three to five minutes. Just this is my story, and sharing their story. If we share our stories, it will help us, but it'll also help each other. So I pray that we'll do that. In January, we return to the journey with a series on what it means to be a disciple. Spiritual gifts will be the next focus. Um, and The journey will finish with a focus on on what it, on what m- being a movement in community and uh, what is our mission and it's going to focus on mission. So my challenge to everyone in this church who calls our point their home is get involved in a grow group. Get involved in a, in a, in a grow group. Grow group is our small groups. You know, you've heard them called life groups and lots of different things, but Grow groups are our small groups. Now we're looking for 8 to 16. Uh, The hope is that we land somewhere around 12. Figure that 12 is a pretty good number. I mean, if it was good enough for Jesus, maybe it's good enough for us. Um, So that's what we're hoping for within in in the groups. Um, We currently, the Sunday, Sunday morning uh, used to be Sunday school and and now it's gonna be a Sunday morning grow group. It's gonna be following the journey. Um, There's a young adult grow group. There's a women's group at 6:30 in the evening on Sunday evening. Tuesday evening, Brad and Corinne Davis are, are going to be doing a GROW group at their home. And the beauty of that is that you get to invite neighbors. If You, you know, we want to include people in our, in our worlds. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll be here uh, that evening, but the children will have, have a group. The youth will have a group. Um, in here, we'll be doing SHAPE to start out because that's part of our, our vision process. There are, so the workbooks are in, so if you picked up a book but didn't get a workbook, they're on the back this morning. Um, On Thursday, uh, there's another uh, grow group available that that Kit and I will be facilitating, primarily me because she sings with these guys on Thursday night, so uh, that'll meet here at 7. And we've got a couple more facilitators available if we need them, and I hope we do because we want to do do life together and we want to to live this thing together after the worship service today if you have any questions go to head on down to the grove Um, we're gonna there's some uh, we're gonna have some wraps and some food so there's food (laughs) and uh, ask any questions you want the clipboards are in the back if you want to sign up for any of these The, um, the young adult group is 18 to 25 so there's a you know there was a point here at arbor point when someone said, man, we need 50 more people, and, and I said, well, you know, it was like eight, nine months ago, and I said, we're really not ready for 50 more people. We wouldn't know what to do if they showed up. We wouldn't be able to plug them in. Now, we'd have, we'd have enjoyed them coming. <laughs> we're ready, guys. We're ready to for whatever God will, ha- will do in this place, you know, uh, in, invite folks into a relationship with Jesus Christ, connect with one another and let's reach into this community so that he can be glorified so let's join together on this on the journey as we begin it beginning next week amen Amen. all right